0: We would like to thank one of our sponsors, Protect Your Neck MMA. It's like the Wu-Tang song. They have a lot of great rash guards and shorts, make great gifts. If you go to our Instagram page, philosophy underscore fighting, you'll find the link to Protect Your Neck MMA, and you'll get a 15% discount on any of the goods that they sell. Tell Michael Shear, the owner, that you know us, Great people. These are created by Jiu-Jitsu guys, for Jiu-Jitsu guys, or any combat sport and fans of 90s hip-hop. All right. Cheers.
1: Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. All right, episode sixty. Here we are. How was your weekend?
0: Great weekend. Got some training in and hanging out with friends. Good time.
1: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Did you we had one championship this weekend? Did you hear? I
0: I actually saw mostly the highlights.
1: So okay. I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna need to hear from you exactly how good it was. But from the highlights, it seemed amazing.
1: I loved it. I, I love the card. I love their walkouts. Their walkouts are like pride style. They have like these titantrons, like all these lasers and lights. They come out like high-fiving everyone in the crowd. Like, dude, it gets me amped. I don't know. They even had like a big signing and like that guy came out, RoboCop, and like the crowd is going nuts for him. Like, oh, he's signed. He's going to be fighting in two divisions. This guy's goals are to win the MMA belt, the Muay Thai belt. And the kickboxing belt. Like, God dang. And it's cool that one championship even has that.
0: That's insane. Do you think that's a cultural thing? For those that don't know, one championship is based in Singapore mm-hmm. and is like a preeminent organization in Asia, which I think makes them one of the I think they said by viewership, one of the top 10 sports like networks in the world.
1: Yeah. So their ratings internationally put them in the top five for Nielsen ratings, which I thought was crazy. God. Yeah.
0: So what is that like football, FIFA, cricket? So
1: here's the thing. Yeah. Football still dominates, even though they don't even have an international market. Like that's how much America loves football, which I find so funny.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: because that's also why one championship wants to break into the American crowd, because if that could be like a huge tipping point.
0: And I think with the theatrics, Asia does that great. Yeah. And like you said, like pride. And I. And I want to kind of dissect some of the rules with you too and what one championship does different. Okay. Because I feel like are far more innovative than UFC. UFC is kind of like, oh, our model is good, which it is. Yeah. But one is like, no, we're going to change the model and we're going to make it better.
1: All right. So let me sell one championship to two different people. All right. Okay. I can sell one championship to like the hardcore fight fan, like the one that probably trains, that probably knows their shit. I can easily sell it to them. I could also sell it to the guy who just watches fights and is like, get up off the floor. Boring. Both guys will love one championship. I do think one championship does have potentially the recipe for super success that we'd like to see combat martial arts get to.
0: So let's start with the second guy. Why should just bleed guy like one championship and start to follow one championship which is on Amazon prime and i think okay. they're going to start
1: amazon yeah prime. so the next five cards well now four one was just on amazon prime the next four cards are on amazon prime they don't know what 2023 will hold but they plan to actually host events in the us for 2023 so that that could be pretty cool but the reason why that guy who uh, the just bleed guy would definitely want to watch one championship is one championship Boasts over a 70% finish rate. UFC, for instance, is like, I think it's just under a half. Interesting. Yeah. So, like, 70% is big. I, I purposely think that one championship tries to sign guys with a ton of finishes. Like, I think the UFC would be like, oh, you're 12 and 0, four finishes, you're in 12 and 0. Where like the one championship guy would be like, mm, you're six and 2, six knockouts, and you've been knocked out twice, you're in. You know what I mean? I think it's like a little bit of that. Plus the rule set is made more for finishes, which I think is a huge promoter too. You have... What in the rules is allowing for more finishes to happen? So one, knees to the head of a grounded opponent. Again, just more ways to finish an opponent. You also have fights judged by the entire fight. So you can't just like win two rounds and then coast a third. Like, you have to be like judged on the whole fight. So like, if there's like let's say you lose that third round but you were like mounted and getting beat, you're not going to win the fight according to the judges because that was like the most dominating part of the fight. I love that. So the fact, yeah. So it promotes a finish. So like, even if you're like, you know, you're losing the first two rounds, if you get like one dominating sequence, you can probably steal the fight. You know what I mean? So I think that, I, I I think that everyone hunts for the finish more with that type of rule set
0: and i think that type of rule set would have helped kamara usman because i yeah, feel like he, it would have. he started to coast a little not like coast but he let down on the gas and that's when leon kicked him in the head and yeah. so
1: there's no point fighting here okay that's two the last reason is you also don't have the add and they have two striking arts on the same card so like while you're watching MMA, the next match will be a Muay Thai match. The next match will be a kickboxing match. And the crazier thing about that is they're both in the cage with MMA gloves. Muay Thai already has a crazy finish rate. Now you put MMA gloves on them? Dude, of course the finish rate is so high.
0: And are they getting... Like, is one championship the best Muay Thai organization? Like, are they getting the best Muay Thai guys? Are they getting the best kickboxing?
1: They are getting some of the... I mean... Yeah, I mean, you have Rod Tang, who is the absolute legend. has been fighting since he's eight. Or you have Nongo Gyongadao, who like has 264 wins. I mean, digest that a little bit. That's just his wins. 264 wins. Dude, if he fought once a week, that's 52 a year. That's like fighting once a week for five years straight. More. It's an insane amount of fights this guy has, of course. You're you're getting guys that are insane. Are they still up and coming or is
0: it the organization? Like, say there's a young kid here in high school. He's going to be like one championship is the shit. I want to make the UFC. So like the Muay Thai kid growing up is like, I'm going to make one.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's there's others, too. But like one is definitely the one that's now like paying the most, doing the most for the fighters. Well, that's another thing. So they take care of their fighters. So fighters really like that in the instance where, you know, they're doing CT scans before and after your fight. Those aren't athletic commission standards, but they want to make sure that your brain's okay. You know, your brain's okay. You could actually measure the CT scan before the fight, the CT scan after the fight, see how much damage you've actually taken. Really? Yeah. They also do the hydration tests along with their weight cuts, right? So if the specific gravity of your urine doesn't match what they believe to be a good hydration level, you're not making weight. That's not a commission standard. They go above and beyond those. So I also think while a lot of guys in UFC or other MMA organizations cut a lot of weight, they lose a little bit of their you know, their strength, their cardio, right? Like they're not at max performance because of it. Here, everyone's at max performance. So I think that helps contribute to the high finish rate as well.
0: Yeah, Rogan is always talking about how he wished people cut less weight. So, but a question for DJ's fight, Demetrius Johnson's fight, mm-hmm. the other guy seems so much bigger.
1: He so did. DJ's small. Were,
0: yeah, but if they're doing the hydration test, oh, it's just the fact that DJ is small.
1: Yeah, I think just DJ, DJ just fights at the weight he's at. Like Adriano probably like cuts a little bit more, but he's just a thicker guy just in general. So maybe it's just optics. Yeah, I, I think that's what it really is. I mean, you, you've you seen it. Like, maybe some people just have denser bones, whatever it is. Like, it is weird. Yeah.
0: Do you know anything about the numbers? Because they'll say, like, some 185ers, like, Paulo Costa, even though he fights at 185, he'll cut weight, and then he'll end up fight night, like, 206.
1: No, like, I haven't okay. seen, like, at fight night what these guys are weighing, but it's um, – certain it's close it can't be more than well i guess it depends on the weight class but i imagine most of these guys are within like five pounds of what they weighed in that's
0: perfect that's what it should be
1: yeah agreed that's what it should be the ct
0: scan thing is interesting too i bet like for the amount of fights they're holding they're gonna get some interesting data yes that's gonna like Make us all aware of holy shit! This is what's happening to some of these fighters. Yeah, and I even though the UFC has the ability to do this, they don't want to know that information. Yeah, like, well, I get it- the
1: UFC's point. They're like, oh, the commission doesn't ask for it. But even like Rich Franklin was talking about it. He's like, yes, the commission doesn't ask for it. But if you ask the commission, like, oh, is it okay if I do third party add this, this, and that? He's like, the commissions love it. He's like, the commissions are just not in a position to monetarily do it. He's like, we are though. We care.
0: And so Rich Franklin, obviously UFC legend, the middleweight champion, he has like a huge role at one or VP. I first thought it was like kind of honorary, you know?
1: No, it's not honorary. Rich Franklin does a lot of work. He, yeah, Rick, he Rich Franklin people. is hustling around the world right now. And especially now his job is going to be to break into the American audience in 2023.
0: He's such a great ambassador for the sport. I remember when I was tell oh, my like, Parents or some people like about some of these fighters, I'd be like, Yo, Rich Franklin was a math teacher from Cincinnati. Like, you know, like he's a good dude, like, he's smart, he's not a fool. Uh, Just like, look at him. Uh, Yeah, he was amazing. I saw some highlights recently of Rich Franklin getting dominated by Anderson Silva, and I was Uh, reading, Yeah, I mean, and everyone in the comments was like, Oh man, this I remember this broke my heart. This fight, like, eventually, people came to love Anderson Silva, Mm -hmm. but it was interesting how much people loved rich franklin and like when that happened it was like oh my god the evolution of the sport
1: yeah so, so looking yeah. at this last card right so you had like these huge legends buchecha fought too he's a huge jiu-jitsu legend how did Bu- buchecha won by heel hook by heel hook fast too carill carill's pretty sick yeah and the interesting part of buchecha his story was interesting one of his best friends had died Just like the three weeks right before the fight. So he said, like every training session, he was like crying during his training. He's like, I don't even know how I got here. And so at the end, they're like, Oh, is there anyone you'd like want to call out or fight next? He's like, honestly, I feel so small after like having my friend die. He's like, I'm just gonna take time. He's like, the way he put it was so like eloquent. He's like, none of this really matters in the end. He's like, I'll think about that when the time comes. He's like, this is just not the time for it. I don't know. It was just very like honorable. It was nice. Yeah, respect. But he's a beast. He heel hooked him a minute into the freaking round. So, oh my God, that's so terrifying. Dude, all the so nine fights on the card one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, nine fights. Seven were finishes. The only two decisions were women's fights, which often goes that way. Yeah. But even one of the women's fights was really close to a finish. So, it is wild. I do think one of the women, Itsuki Harata, we've posted about actually. I think she's one of the best females in the world. And you said one focuses on lighter weight fighters, correct? But you said yes, they mean, have they do but- have heavier fighters, but I would say the lighter divisions are where they really shine. Specifically you know, like welterweight or less.
0: This was like the UFC. Men. Who did the UFC absorb? The UFC absorbed the uh, Strike Force? Yeah. It was always looked at like Strike Force was the minor leagues to the UFC.
1: But yeah, and they also had the lighter weight classes that UFC didn't have. If you recall, the lightest weight class UFC used to have was lightweight, 155. Yes. And it was actually Strike Force that had all the ones under it, featherweight and bantamweight.
0: And when they did merge, uh, Jose Aldo was the champion, right? Because that didn't exist mm-hmm. before. Yep. But Anthony Pettis and Benson Henderson became the champions in the UFC. Correct after and so it was like yo these guys were maybe better beforehand where i was always like oh they'll lose once they come to the ufc and once they started crushing it it was like holy shit and we know demetrius johnson's one of the greatest fighters of all time and he was like yo these guys are great here at one fc and so i feel like you get the same type of thing where these one fc guys if they did come to the ufc at the lighter weight we would be surprised just how good they
1: are dude i I really, after watching it, after seeing their records, like, yeah, dude, there's some absolute monsters in one championship. I think people need to really start watching. And some good names. Wasn't
0: Gary Tonin also fighting in 1FC? Gary one?
1: Tonin also fights in 1FC, yeah. And if you're a grappler, you know how exciting Gary Tonin is. Yeah. And they have grappling matches too. On their but then cards. You- It's Actually- not as plentiful as the other ones. Like, they probably only do like one grappling match a card if that Where like as opposed to kickboxing and muay thai you'll definitely see a couple of those on the card for sure Mm. Mm.
0: yeah Yeah, i like the blend too plus i'm sure somebody that's like great at muay thai if they're already in the organization they might be like well let me get into the mma you know like and Mm -hmm. vice versa people Mm -hmm. probably be switching all around
1: dude one championship just signed this was one of the guys they call him robocop and I love this because he's Croatian. So it's like Crow Cop, Robocop, because mm. his name is Roberto Solidic. So Robocop kind of like makes sense. Anyway, this guy's a beast. He's like a middleweight and welterweight champion in uh, several organizations. His finish rate is nuts. His highlight reel was sick. Like he is new to me, but this guy looks the real deal. All right. So Roberto Solidic, Robocop. He is 20 and three in record and has 18 finishes and like it's it's submissions, it's KOs, TKOs. It's nuts. This guy looks like a beast. Yeah. It's just cool to see like you you uncover new talent that you just wouldn't have seen, you know, otherwise it, it, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm really sold on one FC
0: and some older stuff. I'm looking right now because they have like the one network, so they're basically like own glory and dream. So they have like Mm -hmm. kickboxers in the world and they have people like Shinya Yoki. And I just saw that he fought Yama. Like that's a fun fight. I didn't even know they were fighting.
1: Dude, yeah. If you're you're a Muay Thai fan, you know Nongo, you know Liam Harrison. Like they, they have the legends in each sport. And if for MMA, I would say, you know, they have that mostly European, Asian mma fighters but i mean look at ufc how many eastern european russian asian fighters are coming into ufc now and doing successful fuck yeah peter a lot yeah and one fc is filled with these guys so i don't know man it looks really competitive that's all i'm gonna say if they had a stock i would buy it oh for sure I wonder if they do have a stock, actually. (laughs) The American audience next year. So yeah, if if, if you haven't heard of 1FC, you're listening to this now. Again, the next four cards are on Amazon Prime for free. Even if you don't catch them live, the replays are on there too. You can go check out the latest one for a replay. See Demetrius Johnson win his title back. Convincing fashion too. Yeah, it's pretty sick.
0: All right, right on. Hopefully 1FC starts to sponsor us because apparently they hired Brendan Schaub And he could barely talk. So I feel like, (laughs) all right. Yeah, but I think that was a great ad basically by you for 1FC. But I like the method because I think, what do they call it in business? Like the long tail as opposed to something like super niche. Mm. So UFC is niche. Like it's the best MMA fighters in the world or like most of the best MMA fighters in the world. But it's cool to see like, well, we're going to get the Muay Thai crowd. We're going to get the jujitsu crowd. We're going to get the kick. You might argue they have the best fights. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that works. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to have to watch the replay.
1: What should we move on? I don't know. There's a couple of things in the news, like some of those videos that we were sharing with each other. Pretty crazy. We should maybe talk about one of those.
0: Yeah. Well, all right. Let's talk about just one of the things that I was lighthearted, but I thought it was so weird. So there was an Air France flight <laughs> that was that was coming into the States. And it was later reported that the two pilots got into a fist fight with each other in the cockpit where they grabbed each other's collars and were throwing punches. And the rest of the crew had to come in. And then one person in the crew had to sit basically in between them. like. And then it landed. And then obviously, once they came out, they both got reprimanded and suspended.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah.
0: But I thought that was both terrifying and hilarious. Agreed. That's
1: that's the yeah. That's exactly how I see it.
0: Like, how angry are you at somebody where you're gonna fight them? Where you'll the still die?
1: And you like- control the plane. Yeah. But but like, I also appreciate the fact. I mean, I don't know the complete context of the scenario, but I do love the fact that it's like, yo, we are going to fight, but we also know the priority of this plane takes first. You know, priority. So we're gonna land this plane safely together. But I'm fucking you up, you know. like
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm only gonna hurt you just a little amount, not not a yeah, super. Yeah, yeah.
1: We'll take care of this plane first, but we're fighting also right now. Yeah, like just the appropriate amount of violence. I, I love it. I think it's so funny. Of course, you have to suspend them. Of course, that shouldn't happen, but I do find that hilarious too.
0: I don't know. I think it could have been a lot worse if there was no crew. Because I've heard, I've heard some fucked up plane stories, and we forget people are just insane creatures there is a story that
1: fucked me up for so long about Uh, about a pilot and do you want to fuck up everyone listening to this now too should I answers yes answers yes go so this
0: guy he was the pilot and there's so there's always two pilots on a plane Mm -hmm. one of the pilots leaves to go to the bathroom and then the other pilot just locks the door and let anybody in and then he just flies the plane into a mountain
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. And for like, this was recent. This was like last 15 years. Holy and shit. Like, there's sound of for like eight minutes, people banging on the door being like, yo, let us in. And he just, it, all you
1: could hear is breathing. Wow. It was suicide. Chilling. It was suicide, but with like. The cost of everyone. Oh, my God. And I was like, how evil can you be? Like, dude.
0: And then it makes me wonder, though, like these people were fighting, but they're fucking stupid, too. (laughs) Like, you know,
1: like
0: like you could have fucking hit the intro and you could have killed, I don't know, another 200 people, you know, in that process. That's true.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You could have just been like, yo, I've got a problem with you. And when we land, we're going to fucking fight, you know, like (laughs) when we land.
0: How can you not wait? I don't know. People are just like crazy. Did I tell the story about how the guy wanted to fight me on the golf course? No. Yeah. So I went, I went out golfing with Brian, right? Friend mm. of the show. And it was my second time really golfing, like on an 18
1: hole course. course. Okay. Yeah.
0: And it was four of us. And actually we hadn't seen each other in a while. So it was like, nice. It was nice, And the other three people I was with were real golfers. Okay. But not amazing, but like good golfers, golf. You know? Yeah. You golf. And, uh, but there was, it was like kind of packed. So there was a lot of people on the course. And so you have to like wait around. And mm. then there was like a older guy, like 60, maybe, and his wife. And we we're like, hey, go ahead of us. Cause there's like a lot of people and we were probably going to take a little bit longer time. You know, we were enjoying ourselves. Yeah. So they went ahead of us. And then maybe they were like 200, 250 yards ahead of us. So Brian was like, all right, Anoop, just go. I like hit the ball, thinking like I wouldn't hit it near them.
1: Oh, shit.
0: Plus, it was like the second hole, and I fucking crushed this ball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and
0: they were like, oh, shit, it's going to land near them. And I was like, oh, really? And in my head, I'm thinking like, what are the chances it's going to hit him? It's not going to hit him, like whatever.
1: Oh, no. And
0: they yelled four, and it was like five yards near them, 10 yards. I don't know. It was close, but not that close, You know what I mean? And then, so then the guy gets in his golf cart and starts driving up to us. And in my head, and Brian's like, oh, he's fucking pissed. And in my head, I just thought Brian was busting my balls because I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I would never get pissed at a ball landing 10 yards. You know what I mean? Like, I just believe.
1: But he's also 250 yards, so it's taking him like 40 seconds. golf though. Everyone's like real prissy, right? Like everyone has to be completely silent. Everyone's, you know what I mean? Like it's a very particular... You know what I mean? Particular person that plays it.
0: But that's the thing that pissed me off because if you are so particular, and Brian was saying, like there's etiquette. Yeah. And so I thought etiquette would also be like not start a fight you know? Like
1: <laughs> Well, I think you were in the wrong. You're supposed to wait until they're like like way out.
0: Like I it was my second time. Like okay, I Okay, all
1: right, fair. Go ahead. Yeah.
0: Like, they were like, go hit the ball. Like, I'm going to leave my trust to them. Like, you know, like, they understand. Yeah,
1: Yeah, so it's your buddy's fault, really. But go ahead.
0: And I also thought Brian was just busting my balls. And then he's like, this is the slowest attack ever. Because this guy's... (laughs) (laughs) And then so I'm laughing when he's, like, 15 yards away. Because, like, it's hilarious. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. It was either me or, like, he didn't know if it was me or, like, our other friend. And he's just fucking... He's like, you guys do that again? I'm going to fuck you up. And, like, in my head, I'm like, you're an old man. Like I could beat the fuck out of you. Right. <laughs> and Brian was right. He just came up because his wife probably was fucking complaining. So it was like one of those. Yeah. Will yeah. To it, oh, these guys just first of all, we just let you in front of us. But in my head, I was like, if he said that to the wrong person, like, I'm nice. I understand it was my fault. And mm-hmm. I don't have an ego where I have to be like, oh, I got to defend myself. But in my head, I was like, if I had a bad day and I was a dick, like I could beat the fuck out of this old man, you know? Yeah. And so what are these people doing starting fights? You know what I mean? Like, where do yeah, they? Call-
1: pretty funny. know. Uh, oh, man, I was like, yo, I was like, yo, it was my second time. Yeah, my I know life. how Brian is, too. He's probably laughing when the guy goes back. He's like, yo, I'm gonna hit this one now. <laughs> <laughs> Brian was laughing because.
0: He at me and another guy, and we're smaller, and Brian and the other guy are bigger. So it was like kind of like in the movies, like we're like, "What are you?" It's like I'm gonna. Fucking- <laughs> I mean, look, we were wrong, but it's also like, how do you handle a situation? It's like yo, handle some situation with like some fucking common right etiquette or something, you know? Especially, That's- but I think there's some truth to like you're right. Like these prissy sports, they'll be quick to go from zero to a hundred. Yeah. And it's like, what if I punched him in the face? Like, then what? Like, then we're both assholes? Or am I a bigger Dude, asshole?
1: If or, someone's like, talking while someone is trying to hit the ball, bro, the golfers go nuts. So it, pathetic. It's like you might as well throw something at them. Like, it's it's just the same attack.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just so annoying. Meanwhile, another ball landed near Brian, like, eight holes later. And he's like, he's like, should I go start a fight? <laughs> like, you know? like yeah. It would never so, cross the line.
1: I coached at a weightlifting meet this weekend and weightlifting has a whole bunch of like, to me, it's ridiculous etiquette. I don't don't train my lifters to be like this at all because I think it makes them weaker. So one of the things is when someone's lifting a barbell off the floor, you don't walk in their line of view, right? Don't walk in front of them. You wait till they're done with their lift and then you walk in front of them. Now, when other people, and all my lifters know this, when there's other people at a meet, I just tell my lifters, yeah, don't walk in front of them. But I train all my lifters to be able to lift when someone else is walking in front of them because like what weak shit like, oh, I failed my lift. This guy walked right in front of me. No, dude, that's weak ass shit. And that's one of those things where like etiquette is like dumb. In the old days, the etiquette would even be like, don't step over the barbell, walk around the barbell, respect the barbell. Dude, (laughs) it's not a person, bro. Like I'll bend this barbell if I want. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's like. Every sport will always have like these people where like there's some weird etiquette things in there. It's like, dude, get over yourself. There used to be like, no hats on the platform. It's disrespectful. Who cares, dude? No one really wears a hat anyway. Like, what advantage does that have?
0: I'm with you. Let me ask you this, though. If you're at the point of lifting like 800 pounds or 600 pounds like these monsters – is it that 5% that makes a difference? So like the line of sight, do you think it makes a difference from 600 to 610 pounds? Dude,
1: in put scale? your focal point higher. Yeah, it's I'm simple. with you. I, it's simple. It's just the best
0: people at everything tend know, to be- Maybe ass-
1: you're not that good if someone walks in front of you and that d- derails your lift.
0: Yeah, but don't you think the people that are really good at a lot of stuff tend to be assholes? Like even like chefs, you know what I mean? Yes, like, but I don't,
1: I don't think it's like- I think they're particular about how they do things. I don't think they're particular about their external factors around them. Like they're not going to let that like slide in. Like you're you should be focused on your shit, what you can control, what you do. I'm I get with it you. if you're a chef and you employ these other people, the sous chef and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. But like in sports where it's an individual sport, like golf or like weightlifting, where only you can do you. And that's it you can't yeah. control anything else and there are spectators right so you can't control spectators yeah. like and, and, so you
0: got it like you know for just as much as you may lose if somebody's walking across the barbell you should get that much more adrenaline that people are watching you
1: you know what i mean and like yeah like home energy dude make it despite it man like yeah i don't know that's such a weird thing to me and people are uptight like it's yeah. like a normal And it's like, dude, you play a sport like there should be no excuses. Like I hate like just so weightlifting was a lot like golf. Like 10 years ago, there was no music. Like when someone would lift, everyone quiets down. And then they (laughs) realize that no one's going to weightlifting events. Powerlifting events were like jacking up rock music. Everyone's getting like fucking crazy. It's like a party. So weightlifting learned from this and they started adopting Mm -hmm. that type of thing. So now you have music now. you, You know what I mean? Like it's getting more like how it always should have been. Like, why, why do we need to make it like golf? And I still think, even golf, I'm like, why does golf need to be this way? And it's just full of particular people.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you. But yeah. the part that pisses me off, it's some hypocritical particular people. Because if you do believe in etiquette, like, you'll come up and be like, yo, guys, my wife wanted
1: me to say something and she's annoying, but just yeah, be careful. Just say that you got a problem. You just be like. Hey man, you let us go in front of you, but that was pretty inappropriate. You almost hit us, like almost like give them a circumstance to understand what just happened, and maybe they'll even apologize if you just explain. Oh, hey, here's what you did wrong, and then maybe the other guys like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And the other guys like, like, oh, go fuck yourself. Okay, then maybe you have a fight, but like that's the first words out of my
0: mouth. Where, yo, my, I'm sorry. Like you know, it's like oh, yeah. like, I'm playing, but it's just like, oh. I would feel bad fighting somebody like that.
1: Like, well, you all wouldn't fight. get to a fight if, it, you know what I mean? Like, if you just, oh, I was wrong. Sorry, dude. I, I overestimate, like, I underestimated how far I was able to hit this. I've never played this before. And then, of course, any reasonable person would be like, all right, no problem. Just in the future, you want to make sure you don't yeah. do that. That's it. <laughs> That's like a I re- guy stepping onto the mat with his shoes. You're not going to yeah. fucking like, hey, hey, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. hey, bro, like, you know they're going to be new. And that's yeah, yeah. Or maybe he's not new, but he, like, whatever. You give him the chance to explain himself and then you explain to him what the thing is. It's yeah. Simple. It's it's always
0: like the people claiming for most respect that could then become the most disrespectful, you know? Like, yes. that's like, this horseshoe theory. All right. Speaking of respect and like situations of how you handle things, there was a, a fun video me and her were sharing. There's this guy Charlie Zelenoff. You probably have seen him on YouTube. He's become quite famous because he'll give people gloves and be like, "All right, let's spar." And like almost while like people are putting gloves on, he'll just fucking hit them in the face. Yep. And like they'll be like, "What do you?" I thought we were gonna spar, like you know, like something friendly. And he's like fucking hitting them hard. And yeah.
1: And the people aren't even, like, aware of the situation or don't even want to be in the situation, it seems like. It's really kind of fucked up.
0: Some of them had glasses on, I remember, when he hit them. Like, and they were yeah. like, "What? what are you doing? They just were not prepared for it. And then he would showboat. And he's, like, claimed to have, like, a 200-0 record. Like, he's, like, the Dude, unclaimed-
1: Even when he hits a guy, like, who doesn't want it, and then all of a sudden, like, is, like, surprised, starts to put their gloves down... Charlie will be like, that's a T.K.O. And he'll be like, yo, <laughs> What? What is this
0: real? And unfortunately, he becomes famous because we watch this type of stuff because it's like, what the fuck is he doing? You know, and it's like one of these like pulp porn type things, you know, where it's just like, fuck. So this video is great for people that love watching bullies get fucked up, though, because he ends up in a gym. It was like a boxing MMA gym. Mm-hmm. He's in the ring with this and this guy, Charlie. He's a pretty decently big guy. I would guess he's like 180 pounds, mm-hmm. like six foot, you know, so he's not a small dude. And he gets in the ring with somebody that looks slightly bigger. I would say like 190 and like 5'10", maybe, like, you know, like thicker.
1: But I'd say he's bigger than that, but go ahead.
0: Okay, fine. And But he's 16 years old, we yes. find. And, but he trains at this gym. So they start boxing. And the 16-year-old is obviously like kind of playing with him a little bit and getting the harder shots. And what happens like a minute and a half into the first round, Charlie goes, yo, timeout. And then he steps out of the ring. Yeah. Cause there's no time out in boxing. You can't do this. Yeah. And then he gets back in the ring and then the boxer just starts fucking him up even more. Mm-hmm. And then Charlie leaves the ring and then the boxer leaves the ring and starts fucking up Charlie. Well, on
1: Charlie's just- like talking shit to him too. Like he's out of the ring yeah, it's weird. He'll like go out of the ring and start talking shit, and the boxer will be like, "All right, then get in the ring." And Charlie will be like, "No," and then he'll like take a swing from like outside the ropes at him, and the box is like, "All right, I'll just fight you wherever, dude." And pretty mm-hmm. much a fight just ensues outside the ring. There's even some grappling moments to it. There's a rear naked choke. It finishes with with the boxing gloves. Like it gets real heated. But you watch this video. I feel it's like fully deserved.
0: There was about three separate rounds, even if the rounds were outside. Yeah. Where the box basically pins him down and just starts fucking ground and pounding him. And the joke was pretty brutal, even though he did have boxing gloves on. Yeah, his friends
1: are breaking it up, too. Like, the other people in the gym are breaking up this 16-year-old from beating up Charlie a couple times.
0: But also, after they break it up, they're also kind of like, all right, keep fighting. Yeah, yeah. They're like, no, let him beat the fuck out of him even though it was like going into the mirrors and like into the equipment
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: but the whole time watching it i was like i love this like every
1: punk
0: guy deserves all this beat down and but okay the thing that surprised me was in the so comments, this was
1: found on the subreddit called justice served and i find that to be like such a great one too
0: yeah when i'm bored sometimes i'll just go on that And it'll make me like kind of want to treat. It's just like I love watching, Mm -hmm. these but serve to get their ass kicked, get their ass kicked. I could see why some people would be like, look, he tapped out and he wanted he didn't want to fight. But it's also like, no, he doesn't treat people with that same respect. Kill him. Yeah. And those punches, you should fucking hit him when he's on the ground because he would have done this thing. Like I feel like that's an education
1: in not being a dick. You give exactly what you're willing to receive. That is the unwritten rule of the world.
0: Plus, there was a time where that guy Charlie goes, I'm winning on points. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's like I punched you in the stomach. And you're like, yo, what? He's like, I'm winning on points. I love it. Then somebody in the in the whatchamacallit
0: in the comments was also like, yo, actually we think Charlie's autistic. And then so in my head, I was like, well, does that make it like, I don't know, like he's still an asshole to people. So like
1: yeah, he's still an asshole but the, being autistic doesn't give you a pass for being an asshole.
0: Right. And being physically More violent, violent. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I was surprised how many people in the comments were like, I think he took it a little too far where I was like, I don't think he took it that far. Like it wasn't like he was all right. You know, when I think something has gone too far in a fight, when I see people kicking people in the head when they're down, I'm 100%. always like, that's like so wrong. And, like, after three or four punches in the face, if they're not defending, like, dude, he could die,
1: clearly. Anything that can leave them with, like, permanent damage, of course, is too far.
0: Exactly. But if their hands are over their head and you're, like, ripping them in the stomach and they're assholes, like, all right. Stomach a few times, like. For sure. Let them deal with it. Like, you can't choke somebody. How long does it take to choke somebody to death? Like, what, he fell asleep for, like, 10 seconds? Like, come on, he'll wake up. Like, you know, it's. I don't know. The other thing that I saw on the comments that I found interesting, a lot of people said that must be a shitty gym for allowing that to happen.
1: Oh, wow. I disagree. Why do you disagree? Because like ultimately they're teaching everyone respect. And like they had their 16-year-old fight this guy. They probably could have got someone that would decimate this guy. But they're like, no, we're going to teach this guy a lesson. We'll, ver- we'll have him verse this kid outclass him. We're not even putting the kid at risk, which you can absolutely tell on the skill. He was not at risk. And this guy does need to be taught a lesson. Otherwise, he's going to keep taking advantage of people. I I completely disagree with that. We used to have people that come into the gym and would like challenge us off the street and stuff and they get their ass kicked. And I think it does a good service for the community at large. I think so too. It's not like those gym people are like, oh, hey, come to our gym, we'll trash you. Or they're trying to seek out and find him. This guy stepped into their gym on his yep. own willpower. Yep,
0: exactly. And I think the way jujitsu gyms used to do it, when somebody would come in and challenge, wouldn't they give them like a blue belt? Like they were never giving them like, okay, fight our black belt. Like they would give oh, them- yeah, 100%. 100%, like, yeah. Like that version of the 16 year old. All right, we're going to give you somebody that you think yeah. you're going to win against, but you really are not going to win against like this person. And then you'll learn a lesson. And, and it's, just, it's as fair as that. Yeah. He could have admitted, I'm done. You're way better than me. But he, he's like, I'm winning on points. Dude, I'm they
1: gave him plenty of opportunities to like recognize that he was losing and leave. And he just kept going. Yeah, I think this is the most well deserved beating you can probably find.
0: It also reminded me of like a Dave Chappelle anecdote where we're always like expecting some civil things. Not that the gym is so different from normal society, but there's subtle differences. Like this is a place people like to fight, you know, mm-hmm. where in a lot of society, people don't want to fight. Mm. And he brought up, he brought up uh, Manny Pacquiao because Chappelle's wife is Filipino.
1: Yeah. And
0: Pacquiao's from the Philippines and like super Christian Catholic. And he
1: is the Filipino. Yeah. He's the Filipino. I, yeah. think,
0: he's, I think for president, he could become it's president. It's like
1: Jesus, then Pacquiao. That's their like levels of importance.
0: Yeah. And Pacquiao does not have the most progressive views on gay people. Oh, <laughs> um, and so people were like, oh, you're like, you got you got to think better than that, Pacquiao, you know, And they're like mm-hmm. shitting on Pacquiao. And then like Chappelle's like, this guy came from the dirt, like no. wealth, was fighting at 97 pounds as like a 12 year old, you know, like made it through the grind and like The Philippines is very poor, you know. Like most people, don't make it out of there to become worldwide sensations, you know. And so, what is the thing that drove you? Like your self, like your own belief. And then, yeah, like that's the guy you're asking about. Like, hey, is it cool if I wear like a dress? (laughs) Like, you know, of course, he's gonna be like, no, not to me. But like, who cares? He's not the guy you need to change. You know, like the opinion. Well, maybe becomes president, whatever. But yeah so like at this gym like i feel like these commenters are like no no you gotta like you gotta you, there's a better way to deal with it not in that gym like if it was a library or the cockpit of a plane there's right. definitely
1: a- with it exactly. but in this
0: gym this is the exact way you have to deal with it and it's like you're a piece of shit and you believe that's a great other-
1: way to put it yeah mm-hmm yeah, So,
0: yeah, I, <laughs> I, I'm i glad you liked that video. We're going to have to put that on the Instagram.
1: I loved it. It's such a long video. I don't know how we're going to do it. And IG will probably hate us and ban us for posting that. I, I don't know, though. It's sparring. It shouldn't be. We always get in trouble. I know. We always get in trouble. God forbid if we post anything that's like not a sanctioned fight.
0: They're like, this is bullying. We posted a great video of this girl beating the fuck out of this kid in high school. And it was like. It was amazing seeing all the comments that were coming in it kind of went viral and everyone was like "Yo, People i want that t-
1: loved that video I- and they're, they're
0: like, like i, I want I that d- t- daughter yeah. that was the ultimate like look at this girl defeating a bully like but then we got in trouble for bullying we're like yo that's female empowerment like you know at the max like this girl took care of herself yep oh
1: yeah whatever that's the problem we'll, that I- we'll try to post it up anyway but whatever <laughs> Yeah.
0: I guess anything else we could finish up on? There's rumors there's going to be a fight announced this week with Jake mm-hmm. Paul.
1: Yeah. Do you have guesses? I mean, I know what the internet thinks or what they want, basically.
0: My initial guess was kind of what the internet wants. Mm-hmm. But I don't know now if I'm just... Hopeful. Say that again?
1: If you're just hopeful.
0: No, I wasn't going to say hopeful. If I just retroactively believed it was my idea, and maybe I just ran from the internet. You know, okay. like that's the- Happens Like, oh, no, this is what I
1: thought, but maybe.
0: But, yeah, the people are saying Anderson Silva. And I also could kind of see Anderson Silva because he's 47. But Anderson Silva, at 47, just beat a former boxing world champion. Dude. So I-
1: yeah, Anderson Silva's sick. If it's, I'm actually going to be disappointed if it's Anderson Silva.
0: Why? Because you think it's going to be, like, a no contest fight?
1: No, because it's a lose-lose for me. Either Anderson wins and Jake Paul loses his steam... Which I want Jake Paul to not lose his team. I like that he calls out Dana. I like that he calls out Fighter Pay. Like I again, like I I think we need Jake Paul around. And I think if Anderson comes around and beats him, that sucks. Now if Jake Paul beats Anderson Silva, that's just so sad as an Anderson Silva fan.
0: I figured they would at least wait for Jake Paul's next announcement after Nate Diaz's fight. And the way that's they call,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the way they released the Twitter suggestion and I mean take it with a grain of salt because they're selling it was Jake's going to fight somebody and it's somebody that people aren't going to expect and he'll be the underdog but that's the way he wants it right and so but it could still be like Mike Perry you know but from like BKFC yeah good though like, and he's got a hard head and he's like a good fighter and he's young he's 30 so it's not like fighting somebody that's like out of their prime prime right and Mike would give him a good fight so it it has to be somebody not that good.
1: Well, but I no, would... it could be someone. I mean, it could be like Michael Venom Page. It could be like it could be a bunch of different people. Who knows?
0: Michael Venom Page would be too good, though. No.
1: Well, again, it would make Jake the underdog. I mean, Mike Perry just beat Michael Venom Page, so like, who knows? Yeah.
0: Okay, let's let's start with the first thing though. Do you really think Jake's picking a person that's better than him, or is that just selling it?
1: Well, if they're saying he's the underdog. I would like to believe they are saying the truth.
0: I don't know how much I could
1: believe it because here's an underdog
0: to Ben Askren too. Like You want to be the underdog. Everybody wants to be the underdog. I don't know how many people want to be the favorite.
1: Yeah, but now people are buying into Jake Paul now. So now I think it's going to have to really be someone that makes him the underdog. Yeah. But again, Uh, I think it is like what you're thinking though. It's going to be like a slight underdog based on like the greatness that that person once was. But maybe right now, we don't know. Like, yeah, they should still beat him. It's going to be like something like that.
0: How do you think Anderson Silva would... How, well, first, how do you think somebody like Mike Perry would be against Jake Paul? Who would you favor? Who would you put your money on?
1: Jake Paul, he's bigger. Jake Paul's much bigger? I think he's just more powerful than Mike Perry. What so did Perry fight? at
0: 155? So he's probably like 175 in real yeah. life, 180? Yeah. Decently close, but Jake Paul is bigger. What do you think Jake walks around at? Like 200?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see that.
0: All right. Uh, What about Anderson Silva? Where would you put that at?
1: Anderson Silva is interesting because like while Anderson can get knocked out, I don't think, I don't know what (sighs) I can see it going to decision. I would love to see a masterclass decision from Anderson Silva. That would be awesome. But again, it's not good for the long term of Jake Paul.
0: I I disagree about that. I think Anderson Silva is a showman. And I think like he won't even he'll just sometimes he toys with people rather than trying to knock him out and I don't yes. know knock out Jake Paul that's the only reason I wouldn't want it to be Anderson but if if Jake lost to Anderson Silva I don't think that would stop me from wanting to watch Jake Paul again I feel like it would probably
1: humble it depends him. how he loses I, if he loses like a good decision then it's cool
0: even if he got knocked out I would still respect Jake Paul for the fighting again
1: oh I'll still respect him. It's just his stock takes a big hit.
0: A little bit. I, I'm with you, but he's growing. So I, I I don't know. He's still famous. As long as there's like a person worthy of that, it brings a name to it. It'll still be a good fight to watch.
1: Yeah, we'll see. It could. It's interesting.
0: Someone mentioned uh Yul Romero and they're like, yo, are you crazy? <laughs> like, Even though he would beat Yul Romero in a boxing match like 99%. Yol just still has that aura of, like, one-punch murder. He's still yeah? so
1: scary. Yeah, uh-huh.
0: <laughs> the scariest dude, pound for a- I think, is him. Where would you put Jake Paul if he fought Brendan Schaub in a boxing match?
1: Oh, Jake Paul would beat him. Definitely. I mean, Brendan's, like, 260. He's huge.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, like,
1: huge. what is Brendan doing nowadays? I guess, like, if Brendan had, like, a training camp for it, like... Yeah, maybe, and it was at like a, a no weight. Maybe I don't know. And I then shot knocked him. out a bunch too. He couldn't run a race without saying he pulled both hamstrings. So yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm big Jake, younger, faster, stronger.
0: Okay, and the final big one that somebody mentioned, which I could see happening, which could maybe potentially break like the internet. It would be Jake Paul versus Andrew Tate.
1: Oh, that would be awesome. How do you see that? That would going? be the one to make, dude. Whoever that the, wins that is just king of the world.
0: How do you see that going?
1: Andrew Tate beats him. Wait. Oh, it's just boxing.
0: Yeah, it's just boxing.
1: Because
0: mm. some people said Andrew Tate doesn't have, like, he's a good kickboxer. He never yeah, fought. Yeah,
1: he, he, he'd lose. Kickboxer. He would lose. Jake Paul would beat. Andrew Tate in a boxing match. In a kickboxing match, Tate kills him.
0: In a kickboxing match, Tate kills him, but in a boxing match... Yeah, especially
1: Tate's style is way kickboxing. Like, he would have to learn how to box, essentially. It's very different. It's not just like, oh, boxing, and you add kicks. Like, no. Especially Andrew Tate's style, it's very based on head movement, his hands are very low, and he's very Mm kick-heavy. So, like... He can get by in boxing. I just don't think you can handle, like, Jake. Like, Jake Paul's a good boxer now. Like, I don't know if that much time off and being able to adapt your kickboxing for a boxing match, how good that might be. Maybe. I don't know. Andrew Tate works fucking his ass off, but so does Jake Paul. Either way, I would watch the hell out of that. That's my biggest hope. That match happens.
0: You think Tate still works his ass off?
1: Yeah, he would. If he got that fight, he 100% works his ass (laughs) off for it.
0: He definitely would. I'm just saying. Do you think he's still like? I know he's on the internet playing with like nunchucks
1: and stuff, and he still looks. Oh yeah, in- he's just fucking around. I'm sure. He, yeah, I don't know. State, it was mixed rules match. Tate, how do you fight going? Tate, he's he's more well-rounded in like so many parts of the game.
0: You don't think Jake Paul could take him down? Like Paul brothers were wrestlers.
1: No, I don't. I think Tate is so good at range and kicking that it would be very difficult. I just think the whole world would be so interested in that. Like every woman is rooting for Jake Paul, like it's just such a wild polar. Everyone's invested.
0: I went from hating Jake Paul to being like, I want Jake Paul to kick Andrew Tate. Like you know, like mm-hmm. he would. It's the perfect fight for him because he goes from heel to hero,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's just like, and Tate is a good fighter, so it's also like and an even shit. better heel, a better heel. Yeah. <laughs> how old is tate 30s yeah he's not Probably like mid? 40s. no like, he's in good shape so like it it is definitely a good step up in competition for him and would be exciting yes i would love the boxing match and then i would love to see a mixed rules match i think that for would be sure something.
1: but i don't know if that'll happen it'd be I cool get- if they sign something like that like hey we'll do the boxing match first but we also have to the grounds for a kickboxing rematch after or something like that would be sick but i don't, I don't know if that's gonna happen but maybe i don't know jake paul says he does want to get to mma maybe there's like a stepping who knows
0: i could see this fight easily just being two fights because the rematch would also be great you mm-hmm. know like no matter what happens i just feel like with both these characters it would be and yeah this would be a perfect person to start your mixed martial arts journey with like a Dang. kickbox as opposed to like some crazy jujitsu wrestler guy or something like that. Like somebody you could take them where you have an advantage.
1: I guess we have the opening for our next episode because by the time we have our next episode, we'll have the news on this.
0: Hopefully, hopefully they, hopefully hopefully. they come.
1: All right. Great stuff. All right, man. That was a lot. We covered a lot. Had a good time. Thanks for listening guys. Like always. Cheers, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.
0: Hey guys, this is Anoop. I'm sure you've heard. I have a startup called Renta. You can visit me at r e n t a h R-E-N-T-A-H.com. The idea is you could rent any type of goods, service, or space. So you could rent a arturo to teach you brazilian jiu-jitsu or you could rent uh my friend andy to uh set up your podcasting equipment for your next gig or you could rent uh the philosophy of fighting podcast to uh promote a commercial on our podcast or some gear right like our friend michael Shear did if you want some wu-tang apparel so uh check out renta it would mean a lot to me cheers